Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D-Generation X proudly presents to you the Tag Team Champions of the World, the Road Dog Jesse James, the Badass Billy Gunn, the New Age Outlaws. That's fine. That was beautiful, man. That was beautiful. On this day... <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Hot Take Wrestling Podcast. I am your boy Logan the Machine, aka Old Man Logan, brought to you tonight with my boys, my boys, my wrestling buddies, the host with the most over there, Mr. Hot Take Kenny, and the executive producer with all of the Diddy skills, right? Getting this editing and mixing right and giving you guys all of that nice, ingenious stuff we come up with, you know, adding the different sound effects and stuff mr joe freeland fellas how you guys doing tonight oh man you know living my best life right now man you know just sitting here getting back on the cast you know what i mean enjoying myself you know having a full week of wrestling really excited about that um really excited to get back into the in your house joint also the raw joint so we'll see how that thing goes bro yeah man fresh off of playing you know that's how joe do you know what i'm saying there we go, man. <laughs> Hot take. What's up, man? I got the cognac on deck. No miles, bro. Okay. Cognac, Ken? Oh, gosh. Man, I don't okay. know if I need nothing nickname. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, don't change. I don't, don't, I, don't change. World, I don't know if the world is ready, nor am I. <laughs> All right, man. So, fellas, we got a lot to go over. Uh, couple of recaps from raw some nxt and then we got the backlash preview going on so y'all ready to go and get this thing rolling yeah all right kg i headed off to you brother all right well nxt takeover in your house was last sunday uh i believe my co-host one of them had it right he picked eos dry to win the championship so kudos to you on that one yeah yeah, no, uh, honestly, that was probably the match of the night between it was between that and Finn versus Damian Priest. Uh, Tim, what, what would you think about TakeOver? Mm, I really enjoyed TakeOver. Uh, was happy EO won. I told you I didn't like want to think about it too much, I just was kind of going with it from a fan perspective. I thought it was uh, the time to go ahead and put it on um, EO, and it happened, man. Um, the Finn and Damian Priest match was solid. But I was super, super surprised with how Karrion Cross just dominated and decimated my boy Chompa, man. Yeah, no, it was... I figured something like that was going to happen. Uh, but I do like the fact that Champa got some offense in. I mean, it was still 75% Cross, if not 90%, maybe even higher. Uh, but with that being said, that actually led to a little Twitter beef between Randall Keith and uh, Tommaso Ciampa, actually. Yeah, I saw even Randall Keith's wife got in on the action, which was Doing crazy. Her best re- What's uh, Hardy's wife's name? Is it, is, is it, what is it, Reba? Rebby or Reby? Rebby Hardy? 
Rebe, someone. Like yeah, that. she was definitely doing her best impersonation of her. <laughs> I was yeah. just like, yes, yeah, so, uh, so Orton, oh. yeah. We still good? Yeah. I, no, I'm good. Okay, we good. Okay, that, okay. that was that was my other phone. Now we good. Yeah, no, that two and then um, two phone Tim over here. Two phone, two chain. <laughs> I think um, with uh, that one, I think someone put on Twitter um, had. To, oh, I know who it was. Uh, the Blackheart, Chelsea Blackheart. She was like, uh, had to put my daughter to sleep. So what did I do? Put on all of Randy Orton's matches, and I was like, oh snap. I was like, oh, snap. That was feisty. Yeah, no. Um, Shots fired. Yeah, I, I like Orton, but honestly, like, I'm reinvesting in the Orton character right now. But as far as his matches are concerned, like, he's he's too inconsistent in terms of delivering. Like, he understands the in-ring psychology better than a lot of people understand it. I'll give him credit for that. Uh, mm-hmm. Because that's one criticism people probably have of NXT is the fact that there's a lot of no selling going on at times with big moves. Like people get popped in the face with a knee strike, all of a sudden they're right back up and hitting somebody with a super kick. I don't need to see that every takeover. That's okay if you have two people, you know, in a street fight or something like that. But you know, little spots like that, I I think are kind of oversaturated, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up too because I know we touched on it before in terms of some of the like hokey stuff that happens on AEW. I did notice on this NXT this past episode and this past episode of Dynamite that it's it was it wasn't a whole lot of that kind of stuff going on anymore. I've been seeing a lot of people kind of complaining like people that are in the industry like Bubba Ray and uh or Bully Ray, excuse me. And just, you know, people calling them out about, you know, the referee kind of just being a prop now in these matches. They're not necessarily doing what referees are supposed to do in certain instances. Countouts should happen in certain instances. And it's just like they're doing the slowest count ever. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that tag team title match on AEW last week with Omega and Hangman against uh, Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc, there was definitely a spot where Kenny Omega was in the ring for about close to 10 seconds. And I'm like, yeah, no, they they think they really need to utilize the five count like it used to be done. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, because, for example, I think the reason why um, the Garganos and the Champas and the um, ones that can take a good bump are the ones that are most beloved just because they have a tendency to really um, – make it look very much so painful for example that um on that uh what is that called when keith lee knocked uh freaking gargano all the way over the railing mm-hmm. and knocked him on and he stayed flat the whole time like he didn't move the whole time <laughs> he was like he was like flat as like a two by four bro that was crazy yeah so that pounce, there it is. Ah, yeah, that yeah, pounce, yeah, through the glass, through that little plexiglass too. Yeah, yeah. As close as we're gonna get to hockey but, for a while. That's true. That's true. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. But uh, you know, kudos to Champa. You know, he did what Vince wanted Stone Cold to do for Brock on that random edition of Raw, 
very, very long time ago. But, um, you know, I kind of, which kind of led Kenny into why I was saying I could see uh, Cross going after the NXT champion, depending on if uh, Adam Cole retained or not. And yeah, and I was thinking that too. I, I thought they could have gone either way. I didn't know if they're going to go with the slow build and maybe have him go after Keith Lee. That's why I thought the direction they possibly could have gone. Uh, but Finn Balor basically challenged Keith Lee for the next North American Championship. Yeah, I think they're going to slow walk us to a carrying cross Finn Balor a, a, a match at a, whatever the takeover is at the next, uh, you know, WrestleMania weekend. I think that's what the plan is where you have him go after Keith Lee as opposed to because Finn could have very made well had you know made a case for going for the NXT title too but if you're going to have Karrion Cross go and that's how you get him super over but that's also how you make Cole a super baby face you have I mean just look how he did Ciampa like this is what's going to continue in the next takeover if they do do Cole versus Cross it's going to be more of that and it's going to make it's going to make the Undisputed Era either break up or Cole's going to become a face. I'm leaning more towards it, them just all together becoming faces, but yeah, that's kind of uh, where I see it. I see, I see them losing uh, the NXT Championship at TakeOver. Well, it won't be TakeOver uh, Boston because they already said they're not going to, unless they can get an arena in Boston type thing. But it still won't be mm-hmm. fans unless something drastic happens. Uh, right. There'll be SummerSlam weekend. Cole's mm-hmm. contract expires in August. Uh, I know he's tight with the Young Bucks. He is a former member of the Bullet Club. His girlfriend is in AEW, as we mentioned uh, last week's episode. But with that being said, um, if he stays, I'm pretty sure they're either going to pay him main roster money to stay on NXT or he's going to SmackDown. I don't see him going to Raw. There's really no place for the Undisputed Era on Raw if you already had Seth Rollins. Uh, leading Murphy and Austin Theory, and you already got Selena, you know, with Andrade and Angel Garza. SmackDown, there's mm-hmm. a place for a heel stable, and they, I definitely see them sliding right into a few with New Day, uh, Undisputed Era. Um, you know, obviously, this all depends on the COVID situation because I know uh, Kyle O'Reilly is, uh, you know, compromised because he has diabetes, so you still could get fish and strong against uh new day but uh maybe you have adam cole i don't know if you are straight into a feud with you know whoever wins the ic championship which i think is going to be daniel bryan because he hinted at doing open challenges yeah but i don't you know and and db you know he's going to be a dad again soon so that would be the perfect way to write him off uh maybe the you know the smackdown after SummerSlam, he does an open challenge adam cole answers the challenge and he drops the strap to him Right, right. I can see that. I can definitely see that. I can even see it happening with AJ. I mean, AJ wouldn't be going anywhere, obviously, but it would make more sense for Daniel Bryan to get it and maybe hold it until uh, SummerSlam, like you said, the day uh, day after, you know, the week after. Whatever. Speaking of AJ, another Twitter beef. What's going on with him on Twitter? With I, him I didn't and the see punk that. from Chicago. Really? Really? Yeah. Um People talked about AJ's not. He's like one of the few people that hasn't said anything about the protests in the Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, Punk's like, yeah, his stance has been obvious for years or something he said. Wow. Um, 
And AJ shot back and said he doesn't respect CM Punk, and I, I don't know. AJ, um, AJ is from Georgia, like deep part of Georgia. Mary, I think even Marietta, Georgia, somewhere in there. Gainesville. Like, they used to uh-huh. do something uh-huh. from Gainesville, but that might just be like, you know what I mean? It might be where yeah. his residence is now. So you might be right, type thing, where he grew up a different part of Georgia. Because like, I think Brock Lesnar is technically from Dakota, somewhere. North, yeah, he's from, is it south yeah. or north? North. I want to say okay. North Dakota. You know, he's introduced north. Minneapolis just because that's where... Probably a Vince McMahon thing, yeah. Introduced you from North Dakota. Right. <laughs> so, there's that. Um, somebody was just saying how another potential feud. I'm like, look, if Punk comes back, it ain't going to be during no pandemic. That makes zero sense. Uh, that was pretty funny though when he did that on backstage where he was acting like he was the uh the hacker. I think everybody knows he's not the hacker though, because he has like drug free written on his hands. Right. Right. So I'm pretty sure that's Ali, uh the hacker. It looks too obvious because if you look at that little flash of the hacker, it's like the same mm-hmm. thing uh like the glove that he has that glows up. Like the yeah, Iron Man look exactly. uh, yeah thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's interesting, man. Like, I honestly, I, I really like AJ, and I, I would hate, like, <laughs> I would hate to find out, like, some dirt that would really, like, you remember, I went and, like, made a beeline at WWE shop to grab that AJ Styles That was shirt. the first wrestling shirt I bought. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no. Yeah, so I would really hate for that to, to be true about AJ. I mean, it's like I said, it's two sides of every story. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, look at the message board comments because they're still in the words of Daniel Bryan, fickle. Because uh, yeah, and this, we're kind of getting off topic, and we're get back on topic to a review of anything else we want to talk about with NXT, or we could just transition to Raw. But uh, I remember was it last year, or a few years ago, when uh, Corey Graves got accused of cheating on his wife with Carmella, and one man like one day he was a scumbag, the next day when he said, "Oh, they were separated." Oh, his wife is just bitter. I'm like, you guys are fickle. You don't know any of these people. It's two sides of every story. The full story comes out. You know, I'll make an opinion then. Even then, it's like I'd be disappointed, sure. But you know, if this was true about AJ, but I mean, you can't say Punk was. I mean, people could say he was in character, but you know, he he dropped some homophobic, homophobic slurs at a live event. Yeah, I and when he, he had the, say- like the Hitler look going. Yeah. Yeah, I think he said uh, you're uh, uh, you're a man with a vagina or something. Yeah, he, it, it was something like that. He, well, but, he, I think he's. Uh, I guess I'm messing with you two homos or something. He said. I think that's what he yeah. said. You have a vagina. Yeah. He's a nice fall hockey oh. homo. That's what he said. Oh wow! But and I don't know what people are going to claim that's that was in character. I mean, I'm not going to overlook that at the same time. So you know, he better be careful. Open up that can of worms as much as I like both guys. You know. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, but anything else from Takeover you guys want to want to cover? Uh, I did want to ask you guys what did you think about the uh, last chance backlot brawl between uh, Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole? I know we already said he was, you know, he still was champion, so obviously he retained. But what do you guys think about like the actual match? How how what how it took place and the theatrics of it and all of that good stuff. Uh, I read the uh. Bleacher Report before the uh, match was even released. 
So they even gave, they gave it up, like, some of the information on that. They had to, like, start in different portions of that match in and out. So for what it was and for what they prepared it to be, I thought it was decent. I thought it was okay. Um, does it rank with, like, WrestleMania and some of the other theatrical matches we've seen? Nah, it's okay. It's good. Um, but I, I, I thought it was a good match. It was solid way, solid ending, um, solid build to it. Like seeing a like seeing a really aggressive mean streak on Velveteen, which was really dope. So, I mean, at that point, I thought it was okay. I thought it was all right. Uh, I thought two things. One, I shouldn't have picked Velveteen like in second, not just because it's hindsight's twenty twenty, but another reason why is because I don't see them doing a title change in one of those cinematography uh, or cinematic matches. There we go. Um, they just don't see that because it's like okay, it's not live. It's not that like they won't have a. Uh, the impact though it's still like oh that person won the championship but it's just like okay it's pre-recorded you know what I mean like it's it's gonna have that same feel of holy crap the person won the championship especially in one of those matches because it's all choreographed obviously at the end of the day but you know it's it's it seems like a movie type thing yeah where it's Mm -hmm. like and it's not you know it's and then on top of that where they placed it on the card that's when I put the text in the group chat like oh well we know Cole's going to go over because it's like, you're really going to do a babyface title change for the world title in the middle of the card? Right. Right, yeah, right. I didn't see it happen. Right. That rarely happens. Not with a world title, at least. You either, I mean, they've opened pay-per-views, but you rarely see, like, the middle of the card, I feel like, a babyface getting the world championship. Um, right. That being said, I kind of agree with Joe. It was done well. And when uh, going back to what he said about them having to reshoot things, yeah, because you could see there was rain on one of the vehicles outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, mm-hmm. I guess it was really bad weather because I, I heard they even had the uh, NXT towns that were being used as fans. Like I heard they had to go back inside. And, uh, yeah, I heard they were getting some pretty bad treatment. I heard they got to bring their own lunches and stuff. Her caterers aren't even looking out for them, man. It's cold. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I can see them having to bring it at, at least right now. Like, you know, you can't really leave a, a nice little spread out. Like, oh, they, they say those spreads are, like, awesome. Like, you can get literally whatever you want back there. So, <laughs> in this condition, like, yeah, okay, go ahead, pack your food. Take, you know. take them to a field trip, basically. Exactly. I mean, you know, Booker T said TNA didn't give them, uh, you know what I'm saying, craft services for a very long time. So, Budget cuts. You know, yeah. <laughs> no, but... um. Yeah, it, it was it was nice. What about you? What did you think of it? Uh, I you know I liked it. Um, I liked how uh, Velveteen came out there and did his little cosplay of uh, Negan from Walking Dead. You know, with the leather jacket in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, now I, I think they filmed. Now I don't know how like factual this is. I think they filmed two endings to it, where Velveteen won and then Adam Cole won. And I guess obviously they went with Adam Cole. Because what I was seeing initially, when like when I told you guys in the group chat, like I was seeing that Velveteen had was supposed to be winning because, like you said, this match was pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I, 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 you know, Dexter Loomis is slowly becoming one of my favorites on NXT. I, I don't know why I like this weirdo, but I'm weird. I'm just weirdly attracted to watching this cat and the in his and just his movements. They remind me, it's like a weird mixture of Goldust and his prime mm-hmm. and Kane. Yeah. Like he has the power of Kane, but he he moves like Goldust. <laughs> yeah. I could definitely do that. You know, 
So I, I, I really, I'm really starting to like that guy. Uh, you know, uh, but the match, the match was solid though. I, I, I would have liked to seen them do it for a little bit longer, have a couple more matches between the two because you can tell they're still kind of working on their chemistry. They haven't, you know, like Ricochet and and Velveteen had super chemistry. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like Adam Cole and Dream are still working on that chemistry. You know, but uh, outside of that, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought uh, In Your House was solid, man. It was, it was definitely solid. And of course, the Queen had to, you know, make sure she main evented. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it was only right. Yeah. It was only right. <laughs> I think. Um, I think with I think with and overall with that match, NXT overall is always a good product for it. Um, the one thing I, the one thing that I was disappointed on was the Keith Lee and Gargano match because I did see like small flubs from it, and it was more so like on the end where like I myself enjoyed the match, and I was like, okay, it's a good match because I love Keith Lee. I'm a big fan of Keith Lee, but I feel like with Gargano, he was so small and so tiny, and, and it was like he's been wrestling. Uh, Nakovich and 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 these bigger guys that um, I think it interfered with them and it messed with them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the highlight of the night was when Finn uh, forearm shivered. <laughs> he forearm shivered. Um, I call it punch. I thought that's I what you punch were punch laughing for. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I think you're about to call him punch I thought he was about to say fake Diesel. No. I was, I was gonna call him Fake Roman again. Uh, <laughs> no, but and he fell on those steps, and I was like, "Ooh, that was an ugly fall." Like, because you could see him trying to take the bump, but then it—I think it—it it hit him so hard, he was like, "Oh, oh, oh, it's hurts for real." So, yeah. right, it was ugly, but it's fun. I think I—I I mean, I, not to cut you off, bro. Uh, I was actually trying to avoid the Keith Lee Gargano talk because. Like you said, it was just way too much of a difference in size. Like, pause. But right. it was... It, Keith Lee should be just dominating, okay? Like, I, I don't I don't like this nice guy shit in Keith Lee. Like, eh, throw that out the window. This dude should be Bobby Lashley and Gargano. Like, I'm sorry. Like, he's just... It's not that, the, you know, these guys aren't good wrestlers. It's just in, in an instance like that, like, Gargano really should have been like jumping into his Eddie Guerrero bag and you know utilizing his his size and his quickness and we really didn't get a lot of that. It was it was kind of I it was an underwhelming match. I was just me. gonna say the same thing, especially if you look at Gargano's takeover matches. Like this dude has had countless borderline five star matches from Alistair Black at Takeover Survivor Series weekend in 2018. Um, his series of matches with Tommaso Ciampa, I think one actually, I mean, if you go by Wrestling Observer, it's, you know, it's it's only to your own opinion. The one that got five stars, honestly, I thought the one we saw at uh, me and Joe went to take over with Will, I thought that one was actually better than their takeover match. Because I know that takeover match got loaded yeah. like one of the top ten matches of the year by Wrestling Observer. The one against Andrade, I think that was like third on their list for that year from all promotions. Because uh, they got five stars, take over Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the list goes on and on. Cole, those matches last year, the two out of three falls match. Uh, the the takeover 25 match. The list goes on. Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of underwhelming. I, I couldn't put my print on it. 
exactly why. Like, because there's a story to tell, obviously. Um, and it's not even just the height difference, the weight difference, too, because, like, obviously, you know, Seth Rollins, when he's the Weasley Hill, but Seth Rollins looks about legit 215, 220 type thing. It's not that John, John yeah. Rollins not in shape. It's just he's about 5'10", and not even barely, what, barely 200 pounds? They list him at 200 pounds. I, I guess Gargano's, like, in the 190s. And he, right. he looks legit like and that's the problem when you turn people heel sometimes is it's like the believability thing unless you do like a sneak attack before the match because although Keith Lee his hand was you know his dominant hand was already damaged the week before and then like I know he jammed the key right. in his eye type thing but yeah no nah, I wasn't really I was a little disappointed with that match but I wonder if it's a main roster effect happening because you know sometimes they were told don't do this and that because they didn't want people outperforming certain people. I wonder mm-hmm. if they tried to do that to make you know the women's match by far be better because that definitely was the match of the night. But I wonder if they told hey guys, you know, because they definitely had enough time. I mean, yeah, they did. It's just it, it, it wasn't, it's kind of like what I was saying now, and this is the other part of it too, like they're kind of forcing that story of, oh, Keith Lee and Mia's in a, in a couple, they're, they're in a relationship, excuse me. And then, you know, Gargano and, and Candice LeRae, they're married. So let's, let's put the couples against each other. Like, I, why are we even doing that? Like, right. you know, and that, and you kind of forcing that. And I don't know who's calling the shot right. on that, but right. okay, whatever. We'll, we'll try to work past it. But like you said, it's, you know, it should have been some type of an attack, you know, to kind of have a weakened Keith Lee. So, you know, it, it, it looks it looks like Gargano's a threat. He didn't look like a threat whatsoever. Yeah. And that's the problem when you have your babyface champion outweighing the heel by 130-something pounds. Yeah, like, I get it. Keith Lee's supposed to be this nice guy right now, but no, no. Should be dominating. You just got rid of the dude he was having damn near five-star matches with. He's going to Raw, so, all right. Let's go ahead and turn Keith Lee Hill. Shit. (laughs) I, I was, I was, I was really adamant about Keith Lee, like, showing, turning up a notch and, like, really showing what he was going to do in there. Like, I thought he was going to, like, turn up and just mess, just, just destroy Gargano. And, to, to see him like suffer because of a hand, like like the pounce thing, too, the pounce thing was too far. Like later, yeah. I understand what see the problem is too. What he does, but at the same time, it's like they, didn't, they probably on. shouldn't have just did Gargano and Finn as a one off. They could have revisited that, and maybe and maybe Damian Priest got should have got his singles match for the NXT Championship or North American Championship. That would have made a lot more sense. I mean. Yeah. Like, why would you have Gargano going after Keith Lee when he, okay, just turned heel? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? We Finn got attacked by Damien, so it's like, all right, they kind of put him back. I don't even know if we even classify because I thought Finn was a uh, heel leading up to that. Then he gets attacked. Now it's like, okay, he's in this weird space where he's not, he's still not playing to the fans, but he's not necessarily Twitter. a heel either. So okay, so he's a I would say now. He is. So, because he just challenged Keith Lee. So. so that was, yeah. So that to me was like yeah. okay, that should have been the natural progression. 
all right, you have Gargano attack him, or you find out Gargano paid Damien. Uh, you know, you could have did it some kind of way. But I think uh, Damien Priest versus Keith Lee uh, for the North American Championship would have been a, a, a step in the right direction just because it's, it looks a little more even. He looks like a threat. They didn't go above and beyond and make uh, Gargano look like a threat to Keith Lee's uh, championship. Yeah, and the problem in NXT, too, is that one of the problems, they don't have a lot of in-between guys in terms of guys outside of, like, Tommaso Ciampa. They don't really have too many guys who can, and well, now that they sent him to SmackDown, too, Matt Riddle, they don't have too many guys who look in-between, like, they could be with the heavyweights or the, you know, the, the smaller guy. Well, Timothy Thatcher does. I don't know, because honestly, I thought he was going to be Keith Lee's next challenger. Right, but they they got him. They, he cut that promo last night, and I just was like, okay, uh, we'll see where this yeah. is going. And maybe that's why that that split with him and Matt Riddle was a little premature. I don't know. There's a lot of things with NXT. It's just like, it, as good as it is, there's sometimes there's like a little bit more questions than answers. It's just like until they can get everybody back with all hands on deck, I would wait on doing call-ups and things of that nature. Because you got NXT UK talents who they use on both shows, they can't use on both shows now. Like, right. Because Walter was showing up occasionally on NXT. So to kind of harp on that, Imperium mm-hmm. yep. uh, are the NXT tag team champions. If I'm not looking. So them being going back and forth on the two, because I feel like they're trying to fill a void and go back to being the, de- 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 excuse me, the developmental league right now. And that's the problem because they're not there. Like, that's not who they are with these, some of these call-ups and with some of these um, things that they're doing with this, this talent. Like, a lot of the things that they should be doing should be focusing on is developing more at this point. Like, I don't know if you guys saw, uh, what, what, what's his name? The Yeah, they got, they got a lot of the, like, talent in the air that's, like, <laughs> they go you know, up and coming in the crowd. Like, the dude, uh, what's his name? Michael Malcolm Bivens or something like that? The, the, uh, the mouthpiece for those those two big dudes. Indu I don't know what sure. they are. I don't, that's the tag to... team name. I don't know their. Yeah, I, I I don't know what they are, and I'm trying to make sure I don't because I said some couple weeks ago that was kind of foul. <laughs> so, I'm the host. I'm so I can't sure keep I don't everybody in line. Again. I mean, I can't even keep myself in line sometimes. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I noticed him in the in, in the crowd. I was like, okay, like I get it. Like, but um, I, and then also. You know, SmackDown for a, a period there was kind of floundering. Like, it didn't have enough star power to attract people to it. The product itself has gotten a lot better. You know, they're they're doing the right things with Drew Gulak and D and DB, and now you got AJ over there. So SmackDown is really becoming a nice little scrappy show, kind of like what it was during the Ruthless Aggression era. Is where it could get. You know what I mean? So I guess that's why some of these call-ups are happening now as opposed to, you know, the normal times we would see them happen because NXT does have a wealth of uh, uh, talent that isn't even on TV regularly, you know what I'm saying, like Velveteen has been, like, uh, you know, the Garganos, the Champas, the Riddles, you know, uh, so on and so forth. So I guess you kind of got to start sh- uh, delving some of that talent, you know, from down there to... Yeah, it, it's weird though going back to what you were saying with NXT talents. Like I see adjustment Duke and Marina Shafir Chin for the baby faces. It's like, you know, maybe this don't show the actual talents unless like people are making the entrances obviously kinda have to show them by default who's in the crowd. But you don't have they don't have to flash out to the crowd right. and show them booing and cheering. If 
Yeah, we, we, we you can totally it's do away weird. with the whole panning right. to the crowd. Like you don't need to do. They're, that. But they're going all out. Like you, I saw the Kota Kai even being used. I was just like, wait, what? Now you, they're using like regulars because, like I said, Maria Sophia and Justin Duke, they're rarely seen on TV. So it's like, okay, maybe people might not know who they are. It's like mm-hmm. I know Dakota Kai is vicious. You know, she's she's probably one of the top heels right. on the women's division down there, and yeah. you have her being used in the crowd. Like I don't think she. I'm not sure though. She was cheering for the baby face. I want to say she was because it seems like they have most of the crowd trying to play like the traditional crowd where you cheer the faces and boo the heels. AEW has it where they have the heels on one side. Yeah. Maybe they just didn't want to copy them. And because you know they have the heels on one side and the baby face on the other. Yeah. I mean it's gonna look like they copying regardless though. Like okay we know AEW started out with their talent in the crowd. So all right we know where this is coming from. Okay it's a great idea. You're copying a great idea. We're not going to hold this against you, WWE. Relax. They don't. And, hey, that was Vince thinking right there. He was like, no, get the Pexi glass. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to run up them. Yeah. 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 (laughs) We're going to run up them. Because he's going to keep changing the scripts at the last minute. Because at first, when Raw was taking over, when Paul took over, it was a little bit edgier. And by edgier, I don't mean like more swearing and stuff like that, because I couldn't care less about that. Just the product was just more entertaining. Like they were pushing the bounds a little bit. Like yeah, right. Diana Baszler showing up and biting Becky Lynch. Like who saw that coming? Like we knew she was coming to Raw. I think that was obvious right. that she was going to be Becky's opponent once everybody found out Ronda wasn't coming back. But you know that you know that introduction it was crazy. So and I'm sure. And then Vince kept burying the guys Paul wanted to push. Yeah. Paul's been trying to tell him to push Ricochet. What did he? What does he do to Ricochet? Puts the U.S. strap on him. Doesn't do anything. Just randomly has him drop it to AJ. And then he's just floundering in the lower mid card after that. Same with said. Paul Heyman wanted to push him. The only person that's been protected that Paul Heyman wanted to push the house of Black, and he still hasn't really done anything of significance until what last week when he pinned Seth. That's the, right. I mean, he, he basically he was burying the guys outside Alex right. Black that Paul wanted to push. Well, him and, and Apollo Crews, because I, I heard Paul was behind that too. So, we, yeah. you know, we'll see if Andrade that, wins on Sunday. <laughs> if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he's he's de pushing he's everybody too, Paul put in place. Um, but even then, I feel like they dropped the ball. They're like, how the hell do you put money in the bank on Otis? I'm sorry. I, I know Joe predicted it. Kudos. But come on. That just shows you <laughs> the tomfoolery going on in creative right now. Yep. I mean, granted, who's to say he's going to actually keep it and cash it in? He probably yeah. is going to get suckered into, oh, wait, wait a minute. I got an idea. Here's a hot take. Maybe Velveteen oh, gets sent to SmackDown. That's really Mandy's boo. Maybe, you know, they set him up. They set Otis up for the fall. She gives hits him with a low blow. And all of a sudden, maybe Velveteen gets the briefcase. I don't know. I'm just dream I'm just over. There. Just because something's not adding up with him getting that briefcase. Uh, okay. For all intents and purposes, Otis seems like a likable guy and everything. Uh, it's just, come on. That's probably the worst Money in the Bank winner ever. Unless they're gonna do a a la oh, he, oh, he got Mr. Kennedy and Edge, where where yeah, where somebody you know 
beats him for the strap. I mean, who knows? We got the handicap match, you know, with Strowman and Miz and uh, uh, Morrison on Sunday. We could maybe see him try to cash in. You know. That's who my money's on attacking uh, Otis, you know, costing him the title. That would probably be the way to go, I guess. But or you could do have Dream do it, like you said. I, I would like to see that. That would be very interesting. But uh, yeah, no, I, I don't. I didn't understand yeah. the thought process behind putting that on. Uh, the only Otis the only way all. this works but, is Otis cashes in, yeah. loses, comes he he comes back three months later, <laughs> ripped like ripped like Brock Lesnar and, <laughs> during the ruthless aggression era. <laughs> it's the only way it works. He's a monster heel after that. I don't know. Oh. Otis is a chunky Crash Holly. It's funny because it's true. Oh, yeah. That man back in the singlet. Like, immediately. Like, I don't need to see that much belly on my TVs. Nah, man, <laughs> oh, gosh. That belly hang, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. I guess we can get into our back. With the belly, big dog. Uh, with that being said, yeah, I guess that's going to yeah. leave it on a... <laughs> Please edit that part out. We'll be laughing right there. All right. Um, so, Backlash. We got Andrade trying to recapture the U.S. championship against Apollo Crews. Joe, who you picking? Um, uh, just because now that I found out that thing about with uh, Creator, with uh, Paul Heyman. You know, Charlotte Pac- Politics. Um, I'm probably going to man Andrade. Tranquilo. Uh, no, actually, I'm going to go with my main man, Apollo. Okay. Uh, Black Lives Matter. Vince is an opportunist. This is an opportunity to keep for the culture. Okay. This is an opportunity for Vince to say, hey, I have a black champion. Is that disgusting? Absolutely. But it serves a purpose right now. So... I see it staying. And on top of that, I, I want to see the further development of Apollo Crews right now. The guy got his opportunity against Alistair Black uh, a few weeks ago. Or was it like a month ago by now? But they had that match, and it was like maybe 20 minutes or something. But they got it. They had enough time to get their stuff in. Uh, he didn't end up winning that match, but it was a great display of, you know, his moveset and his, his, his athleticism. And, you know, the dude... He's I've that's the the Apollo I've been wanting to see this entire time. Like I kept hearing about how great he was on on NXT at the time. I wasn't as a devout uh, NXT watcher as I am now, so I missed a lot of that. But um, I, I really want to see them continue to develop him, and um, I hope with this being his first uh, title defense, we'll see Angel Garza come in and cost Andrade the title and go ahead and fully set off that feud, which would be balls because that little back and forth they had in that triple threat match with Kevin Owens on Monday was pretty good too. Uh, they finally built him up to relevance to be ashamed to take the title off of him so soon. Uh, I see him dropping it a little bit further down the, down the line, maybe to maybe a KO, maybe Aleister Black, I don't know. Trying to think who else was possibly in line. I mean, he's got these rumored call-ups. Maybe it's Dominic Dajakovic. You know, I personally don't think he should be 
a baby face. He towers over everybody. He goes to ride him tower over even Drew McIntyre. That's saying something because Drew towers over almost everyone except for Randy Orton. I think he's even taller than Orton, truth be told. I think Orton's six five. Yeah. Think Drew's about six five. Right. Um yeah, so I'm picking Cruz here. Next we got the women's tag team titles being defended. The Iconics are going to be challenging as well as Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross against the new women's tag team champion, Sasha Banks and Bayley. Tim, who are you picking? Iconic! No, I'm lying. I am going to... Now, normally in these type of instances, I would say believe in the swerve, air quotations, and say this is where Sasha turns on Bailey. And while I want to say that, I think it's too early to do that just yet. I think we got one more pay-per-view just before SummerSlam where you could have the turn happen at that one as opposed to Backlash. So I'm going to go with Sasha and Bailey retaining the Tag Team Championships um, honestly, because they're not going to keep the titles on them for too long, I think they'd give it either to... I'm going to go with the Icon- Iconics on them uh, and put the titles back on them just because I think um, at this point, they're not going to really look to push them in any other direction but that way uh, that they're already set up and the Sasha baby thing and then having all the belts two-man power trip sounds familiar like the stone cold and triple h thing when they oh, yeah. all that gold you guys remember yeah, that two women power trip yeah yeah i think it's gonna be like a two women power trip type thing for a while but i don't foresee them all right well, capitalizing on it the way that they are too so i'm just gonna say it's the as i see now. it we got two sets of champions that have already been two-time champions Put it back on the Iconics, and you got three teams that have already been two-time champions, and the Tiles have only been around for about a, a little bit over a year. It's too many. There'll be too much hot potato going on, basically, in my my eyes. If you put it back on the uh, Alexa and, and Nikki, because of when you know what was the point? If you change, also, like, do they really want to do a title change nine days later? Because they just won the titles last Friday. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with Sasha and Bailey. Bailey two belts. Yeah, see what I did there. Uh, only because I think they're going to experiment with them down in NXT because you could potentially see them face Shotzi Blackheart and uh, Tegan Knox. It could be a tag team title match maybe at the next takeover because I know they've been tagging together. Uh, you might get a triple threat though down there and that's maybe that's how you lose titles. I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to do uh, Shotzi and Tegan against Bailey and Sasha against Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. And I see that at TakeOver, the next TakeOver. Maybe that's how they get the titles off of Sasha and Bailey. And maybe that's when they split them up. That's, that would be the way I would book it personally. So that's that was basically just a way to, I guess, you know, give Yo her moment and have a name on the brand at the same time. AKA, yeah. they didn't expect Becky to get pregnant. AKA. <laughs> We gotta send Charlotte permanently back to Raw. We gotta we gotta give her a break. Working all these brands. Right. right. Why does Seth Damn have to sing against Irish men in their championships? <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? Uh, and don't let it be a red belt either. Come on. <laughs> Joe, in three, two, one. Boom! Uh, 
No, but uh, I'll joke aside. It's, it's, have... it's inserted already. It's inserted. <laughs> four years. Every four years, we, was, uh, we get a new president. Oh, uh, we Well, the Olympics got canceled, I think. And Seth injures, not injures, he stops the run of a championship of an Irish person. Jeff Hardy is facing Sheamus. I heard there's a controversial angle that's going to be on SmackDown tomorrow. Uh, Do you you guys want to hear what's supposed to happen? Do you want to be surprised? Johnny is going to say something about he refuses to wrestle somebody that's a junkie without knowing for a fact that they have no drugs in their system. He's going to demand that Jeff Hardy takes a urine test, and apparently Jeff Hardy's going to throw said urine in his face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're getting edgy. Ruthless Ooh, yeah. aggression. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's got his hand in the cookie uh, job, baby. Yeah. No, no good job, COVID. Yeah, Vince. Vince was chilling. Yeah. With that being said, I don't know how we transitioned back to the theory. We actually yeah. didn't even touch on that. Maybe we should edit that out. Uh, anyway, um, I'm picking Sheamus because I guess he has <laughs> to redeem himself as a man at that point. I don't know, really. You know? Plus, Jeff Hardy went over on SmackDown in their one match. And even though they don't have a championship, the old saying is, you know, the baby face chasing the heel. Right now, I guess he's chasing to get his dignity, redeem himself. I don't know how Jeff Hardy keeps having comeback stories. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, who are you picking? <laughs> no. The dude I mean, you weren't a fan of the Jeff Hardy literally. redemption story? <laughs> Like, this is not like this dude's been two or three years sober <laughs> or something like that. It's like, come on. Like, y'all really <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm there with you. I think I am going to go with Seamus just because, like I always like to say, whoever's going in hot, uh, you know, into the pay-per-view where you have them looking the strongest, which, like you just said, Jeff won their match in the tag team tourney. Uh, uh, it was an intercontinental championship. Was it tag team turn? They just the match they were having. But I okay, it's not tag team. Excuse me, intercontinental ch- uh, attorney. And then you know you had the little uh, ch- chicanery that happened with the uh, Elias injury angle, which they said Elias is legit injured, so that's why they had to use him in that in that story arc. But um, yeah, it just makes more sense if you're trying to build heat. On Sheamus uh, with this angle, with this storyline, and uh, you got Jeff coming in hot, uh, Pauls, not actually hot from the drugs, but hot. Um, Yeah, Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Sheamus. I do not care about at all. Oh wow, I care about this match at all. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I don't care. Like I like there's certain stuff where they like. Bruce Pritchard is the executive producer or the, I'm sorry, the creative producer for SmackDown and it shows like it, it's hokey, corny. I've always been indifferent about Jameis. Uh, Jeff Hardy, like, I knew he was over, but like, I don't know. Was I, yeah, I think I was right. always, yeah, I was definitely more treated by Matt. I, I've always been more of a Matt Hardy fan. Um, yeah. I don't know. I can't call it. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I, I tore it. I'm sorry. Like, it's like you said with Jeff Hardy being in the mix. Like, bro, his DUI was literally six months ago. And, and literally, like, literally. I don't no. know if they're just trying to show something positive on TV because everybody's, you know, still at home type thing for the most part, you know, or what the angle is for that. But it's. Yeah, it's tough to watch. Speaking of things that are tough to watch, my sleep number bed is a Nia Jax match. With that being said, boom! boom. Wow. <laughs> wow. In three, two, oh, man. With one. That being... boom. She is the Oscar for the Raw Women's Championship. Joe, who are you picking to walk away with the title? I'm going to say this as with much conviction as possible. I swear to God, if Nia Jax wins the, the the women's championship, I am not watching any more WWE programming. I swear to God, because it just makes no sense whatsoever for Nia Jax to be over like this. There have been rumors of the locker room just saying, yo, you need to send her back down. She needs to get work done. All types of stuff. If they put this championship on her, I am not watching any, I'm not watching Raw anymore. I'm not doing it. I'm not putting myself through watching Nia Jax come out and act as if she does well or whatever when other people have been carrying her matches. I meant to say this about the uh, takeover thing. I'm going to be it, make it really, really quick. She could take a lesson from uh, uh, Monica Gonzalez from the actual uh, NXT. She's a bigger girl. She's taller, tall young lady, but she takes up space in the ring. And she doesn't look to hurt anyone or botch at all. If she knows she can't do that, she'll call something else. Sweet Lord. Jesus, it's not hard. If you know you can't see the buckle, you know what? I'm going to hold you up here a little bit longer. I've been lifting. I got you. Don't worry about it. And then I'm just going to powerbomb you somewhere else. Yes, yeah, she's injured all you aimlessly people and hope you make it. Rates. Holy crap. Why? How you doing? Seriously, like, and and you know what? There'll be a boom after that. Like, I'm I'm done defending her. Like, I think I think. Shout out to Shout out Wrestling, by the way. I think, I think they basically like were saying like people want her head. It, that's how bad it is watching Ajax. That's it's like we've gotten the pay per view quality matches from Charlotte yeah. and Oscar the last two weeks. Great matches from them. Um, with that being said, I don't know if they just didn't want Charlotte just because she just dropped NXT Championship, obviously. So you, maybe they don't want to keep jobbing her out type thing. Uh, I'd much rather have seen that. Maybe that's what we'll get at SummerSlam. Uh, or maybe they'll revisit by SummerSlam. Maybe they'll revisit uh, Charlotte and Bianca. So maybe there'll be a non-title match or something where the winner goes on to challenge the champion. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm with you. I, I need love Oscar that. to keep the championship. Because uh, even if she drops it to Shane, cool. I'd rather much rather see that because that could actually be a pretty good match. Uh, I'm not really looking forward to the promos, the build up, but I think that would be uh, and it'll be a match in terms of an extended match. Cause we we got like a brief match between two of them when they first called up uh, Shayna. But with that being said, yeah, I'm picking Oscar. Tim, well. There's this big bargaining chip that uh, Nia Jax has in her back pocket, and it's called Seven Pounds Productions. Uh, I think you guys know where I'm going with with that. 
Um, but at the end of the day, uh, if she's truly injuring this many people, and granted, okay, even if you're not uh, trying to do this on purpose, at, at what point do you say enough is enough? You know, you they you know WWE tried to do that with uh, Ryback. And, um, you know, they eventually ended up having to let him go, uh, despite him at one point being over, um, you know, and they, and they may have to do the same with her. Like it's, you know, it's, it's just not, it's not connected. It's it, every time she was throwing, uh, uh, Kari Zane, I was like, oof, <laughs> like every single time, like if I just was like, no, I would not want to be in the ring with her. It's just not safe. And, you know, if they all feel that way at this point, yeah, she may need to rethink, uh, you know, what, what's going on in terms of her being an in-ring competitor. But um, aside from that, uh, Asuka needs this. Uh, it's I did like to see her get serious when um, <laughs> that was funny. who was it? Charlotte said, do you ever get serious? And she slapped the shit out of her. I was like, okay, that's the Oscar I want to see right yeah. there. I don't want to see all this jumping around and having fun. And I, I, I'm tired of that. Let her just come be the silent assassin she was on NXT, just kicking ass, taking names, and going back home. <laughs> like for real. Like that's what I want. You know, it's the it's the hokiness it's that they have. Like I was sitting there looking. I can't remember her name. Uh, from AEW, their their new uh, women's champion. Um. Yeah, I'm seeing how she's coming out, and I'm seeing her. And when I look at her, I see Oscar. You know what I'm saying? And it's just Oscar without yeah. all the hokiness, like all the goofy stuff going on. And I'm like, that's how you present Oscar on WWE. We don't need her to do all this goofy stuff. It's just who is it for? It's it's not the fans aren't liking yeah. that. You know, that's been some of our biggest complaints. The people that have like truly been following her, it's like, why do you got to do that silly shit? When they did the Kabuki Warriors, you couldn't have told me that that tag team was just going to be yeah, placeholders. Like, I was really looking forward to that. I was like, all right, this is how you get this tag team, you know, uh, to the women's championship to, 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 you know, mean something. And back to Sheeta, real quick, they need to get a better championship for the women in AEW. That is, a, that is probably the worst championship looking champion just in terms of the number like the size and the design of it that has to be like the worst looking championship I've seen possibly yeah. ever like yeah it, it reminds me of the old school women championships they were yeah. excuse it me small awful. like that you know didn't really appeal to the eye like you know that's the one yeah, that's the one good thing I will give WWE in terms of the women's championship. It's not a, it, it's not a small title. They you know they they make it seem yeah. just as important as the men's championship. Like it's just a tad smaller than the men's title. Yeah, no, it's, but it's yeah. it's not like a it's super the size like medium oh, version the, of maybe it. Maybe it's not as bad. Maybe it's just because it's so small and awkward looking that I can't even notice the design because I saw a replica of yeah. what the TNT championship is supposed to look like because it's another awkward looking championship. Um, it's supposed like MJF tw- uh, tweeted what it's supposed to look like and actually, yeah, no, that one looks legit. But um, yeah, back to Backlash. You guys ready for the greatest wrestling match ever? Um, so this is the thing. Uh, I, I heard that 
through the grapevine, I think on Twitter, that someone was saying Edge was not happy about it being called the greatest wrestling match ever. Um, one, Edge, Edge is a major realist, and although he is a dreamer at, at heart, he's aware that like he's past, he's been past his prime, and the last thing he wants is to have the, the greatest wrestling match ever. Would he like to just have a semblance of him in his old days? Yes, that's fine. But he doesn't want this match to be the greatest match ever. With that being said, Tim, I'm going with Randall Keith all the way. Uh, I agree. I do think Randy's gonna get walk away with the W. Edge did get his, uh, you know, victory at WrestleMania. I did think this was gonna be a trio of matches uh, uh, from the start. I didn't think this was gonna be like a one and done thing. So I just think this is part two, chapter two, whatever you want to call it. Edge get, I mean, uh, Randy gets his get back, and then you have the rubber match possibly around SummerSlam, and uh, you know you go from there, and you give Edge uh, a, a match where, like, like Joe just pointed out, okay, I know I can't do what I used to do, so let me go ahead and maybe something similar in similar fashion, but not as dramatic, I suppose, as their match at uh, at Mania. Where you know they could just go out there, have a good solid match, and you know go from there. Having the greatest wrestling match after basically beating the crap out of each other at WrestleMania, <clears throat> I, I I don't understand the logic behind it. But backwards booking. I'm also not employed by a wrestling. You're company, supposed to so. lead to the last man standing yeah. match being a culmination. I thought. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm picking Orton as well. I think it's unanimous. Just because he's gonna get his win back. It just makes the most sense. With that being said, though, could go to Swerve because one one feud I'm kind of looking towards happening um, at some point is Edge versus the other guy who was you know took over that role as being the ultimate opportunist, Mr. Seth Rollins. I definitely like to see that at some point because I know mm. Edge signed like a three year deal, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe that's going to be later down the line, maybe later this year or sometime next year. But yeah, no, I think everybody's freaking Orton. So that going on to the the world championship matches, yeah. Braun Strowman defended the Universal Championship against John Morrison, or or we're gonna call him his by his rap name, <laughs> Johnny Drip Drip. No, we just what's his name again? <laughs> No, no Johnny Drip. Oh, uh, no, that's just back to the Hokey stuff no. once again. Um, no, Johnny Drip. Tim, what do you pick? Uh, Johnny got a cold cold. I don't want you to know that crap. <sighs> you know, they are really ruining uh, Bron's run for me right now. First off, they got him doing this blowout with his hair. I, I don't know what the hell is going on. Um... <laughs> he's flipping over stuff. He's doing his flippy stuff without flipping. Um, <laughs> then you put him in a handicap <laughs> match where it's just pure comedy theatrics here. Like it, it serves no purpose to me. It really doesn't. It's just saying, hey, we need Universal Champion here. Uh, I think this is going to be an easy W. For, well, I'm not going to say easy. I could totally see it being a spot where you could have Miz and Morrison kind of break up over this as a result of fighting over who's going to 
pin Braun, if you will. And um, Braun will end up getting the W. But I hope, I hope, I hope that we get to see one Fiend at the end of this match and just kind of save it. Where he yeah, just this is, super this is duper why, attacks Braun. The reason why SmackDown is just really tough to watch right now. Um yeah, I I have almost no interest in this match. I'm truth be told, maybe it's because I know for a fact that this is probably the closest thing to a lock, in my opinion, on the card. Um, that Braun's gonna go over. And, and the one problem, not just having a babyface champion, you had two babyface champions who are hulking over everybody. <laughs> but this is the problem with that: we have a brand split because now you don't really have any. Right. No, like nobody wants. Unfortunately, you know what actually is gonna happen. If they don't revisit the theme thing, um, you might see Baron Corbin being that challenge, unfortunately. Uh, but that being said, yeah, I'm, I'm picking Braun. Joe? I'm going with Braun. Um, there's no point in going with Miz and Morrison. That's never worked out ever, except for like the one time when Kane and Baker did it. And even then, it was some type of hokey, hokey crap. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and pick. <laughs> Braun to go out and I, I I mean this is this is totally totally ruined his championship run. Uh he should have had it some time ago, but knowing WWE yeah. the timing it's just it, it's sad for him, but at the same time, you know, he might be able to redeem himself. And, and, and this one I won't put on WWE only because we know this was supposed to be Roman's spot. Uh so I will say and and even though I said I'm hoping that the fiend comes out. I wouldn't be mad if Roman comes out because you kind of need Roman at this point. You need Braun to have a legitimate threat to the title and a legitimate, uh, uh, you know, guy that he can. We we know we saw the matches that they've had together. They've had some, some whether you love Roman or not, hate him or not. Like him and Braun know how to you know make each other's stuff stick, and they know how to make it look good. So. I would I would really like to see or at least hope Roman comes back maybe in time for uh SummerSlam if you don't go the fiend route again. But yeah, no, I've i I could totally see Corbin maybe getting yeah, utilized no, right the next pay per view, but Roman needs to be place. coming back. Getting this. Uh yeah, it's this this is just an example of why they should not be I'm. I know. I'm burying this match. This, this is just awful. This is the reason why it does not need to be two world champions at this point. Like, just elevate the IC strap to be like a secondary, second most. I mean, you know, it's the second longest championship in terms of how long it's been around. I mean, how many times they're gonna get rid of? How many times have they had two world champions? And be like, oh no, no, we don't want that. You know, let's let's unify. Wait, no, we want two world champions. No, 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 we don't. Like, make up your effing minds. This is, like, in the last 20 years, they've had three different sets of, like, two world champions, should I say. Because when they brought the WCW championship over with Booker T, then they got two. Okay, then let's unify that. Jericho's the undisputed champion. Oh, we're going to split that up into a brand split. We're going to put the world title on the Raw. Oh, that's not working anymore. What is it? How long did it last? Like, nine years, maybe? No, longer than that. Maybe 12 because I think they unified it with Cena and Orton. Mm-hmm. And then, what was it, two years later, not even, yeah, two years they had, oh, we're going to unify the titles. We're going to split them up again, should I say. We're gonna be Universal Championship. Like, no, this is just one champion 
the the roster's deep enough where they you know what I mean they could they could have one champion and that could justify Raw being three hours. Maybe we don't even need two shows a week at this point because it's just it's brutal. Um, yeah, gosh, so bad. No, it's just it's mind boggling at this point. And plus, another thing too, I can't see Braun dropping the title, title again in a handicap match. They just did that with Sammy, Cesaro, and Shinsuke with the IC strap. So, that being said, let's move on to actually the match I'm most looking forward right. to: Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre defending his WWE Championship. Tim, who do you got? Oh man, KG! Now you know that back to comedy already. <laughs> Back to dominate, uh, finally grabbing that WWE championship. The almighty Bobby Lashley. Not to say I don't, hey, Drew is probably my favorite wrestler right now. Like, I am really, really, really enjoying Drew yeah. as the WWE champion. I, I must say that. So I'm not saying that to say he's not doing an awesome job. At being champion right now because he is the dude is over like with no fans he's over you know I'm really enjoying Drew as champion but mm-hmm. we're not we don't have the fans there to to tell him like yeah he's doing awesome we need him to keep this title for until Brock returns you know what I'm saying whatever I think right now you can kind of experiment. And you can even have him play hot potato with the tag a little bit. We haven't seen that happen with the championship, the main title, in a in a while. Where you know what I'm saying? It's a Rock Stone Cold or right. Triple H Rock thing. Where you know they win it one pay per view, and the next pay per view, you know, he switches back over. You know, and then this guy holds it for two months, and then comes back. Not saying just play hot potato with everybody, but with these two guys with these statures. You know, it's it, and the history they got, not just outside of WWE too, where they gave solid matches before, and 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 had other, you know, and had solid feuds before and other promotions. It sort of just kind of writes itself, man. Just go ahead and, you know, let Big Bobby touch the title for a little bit, and you know, uh, yeah, Drew can get yeah. it back around SummerSlam. Don't got to be a long title run. Uh, I understand that, and I get it. So don't get me wrong when I say this. Um, Drew has earned the right to keep that title because he has kept Raw afloat by being a solid champion. What I will say is, is Bobby Lashley is very much so deserving of said championship, but I'd rather them fight it out for a while and see if they can keep going. Because, again, when it was Drew Galloway and Lashley, they had a couple matches on Impact. Mm-hmm great matches so they got some chemistry i want to see this play out for a while for now it's going to be but eventually if this is done the correct way if they have the right parameters and the right settings for it this could be a great feud if they do this right now if they if they mess this up if they fuck this up this is going to put uh lashley in a bad light because drew's been so solid at this moment, and that's the problem. Um, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, it all works out, and it all it all goes according to plan. But um, this is this is a little too early for my liking. 
Like I didn't necessarily need them to go back to right away going to Edge and Orton. Like they could have just did Orton and and La- uh, not last Orton and uh, Drew McIntyre. Because you want to present believable challengers to someone that's probably the tallest person on the roster and also the WWE champion. Um, that being said, maybe that's the SummerSlam after they want. Because even though they're still not going to be able to have a full-on crowd there, they still might want a big enough match to sell for SummerSlam. And Orton versus Jaguar pretty much sells SummerSlam. I think it kind of does, and that's why I'm like leaning towards Drew McIntyre. That's why I'm just going to pick him. Yeah. Yeah, the only reason I say uh, is coming up, getting it right now uh, is because it's more... <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Uh, but not because of that, but because, you know, sometimes it's a little more uh, entertaining for the face to be in pursuit and the the heel have the actual title. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, with MVP as the mouthpiece, with Big Bobby in the position he in now where he's, he's looking like a dominant, uh, you know, dominant. He's looking like a threat. He's not doing the hokey, like, Oh, I used to be in the military thing anymore. Like, you know, it's, I would, this is the time. It's something weird going on yeah. in the background, but. <laughs> I mean, um, I think too, though. Yeah, this would be the, the time. Uh, At least to me. The, what's going on the outside of this feud too is probably going to be what's going to cost Bobby Lashley. Cause we got MVP and Lana bickering back and forth. And that's probably part of the reason why I also see you retaining. Because I think they want to do that a little bit more and build a little bit more momentum with that. That being said, uh, Lashley will probably right. when they do mm-hmm. right. when they do the draft is probably when he'll get the strap. He's probably going to take it off Braun. He'll probably send him. I wouldn't be mad at that, but I, I think he'll probably still get a, a quick little run with the WWE Championship first. I would I would rather Bobby be on SmackDown. Like I want him on SmackDown because. That would bring some legitimacy to the actual <laughs> brand and kind of have him dominate the way it is, just because, no pun intended. Uh, but I, I think, honestly, the, like, because Bobby Lashley, after that rough start for a while, has actually solidified himself as being a contender again. Because for a while after he went over on Roman, they did nothing with him. They didn't capitalize on him versus Brock at all, which was a, a mockery. But, I mean, now would be the time to be able to have him have a good, solid program. Not not that weak program with Rusev, a good, solid program. Right. I mean, just put him with that. And, and I think, as Tim said, that's true where it is cool to see the base uh, challenge the heel for the title and have to go over that proverbial mountain, so to speak. But I think at this point, it's just going to be one of those things where hopefully – if 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 W does this right, if WWE does this right, where they do it like, um, where, where they where they kind of make it where it's like the endless pursuit about two powers coming together, then this could be a great program. Like it could really be good. You got all the right pieces. Drew can talk, so can MVP, so can Lashley. If you add, for example, um, what's the thing? Street Profits in the mix as all of a sudden tag team that he picks up and they do like an epic heel turn and they're beating up on Drew all the time or whatever and they don't know if he's going to get through or he's able to get through it. And this could be a really good thing that they have going. 
if they do it right. Only way you end up with the street profits joining that faction is if they no, lose not, to they haven't announced uh, this the Viking Raiders, and that that isn't happening on this. They'll probably ranking. add a match. I, the matches I see them adding, they might add that, or they might okay. if they don't want to add because as it stands, the only tag team titles are being defended at the women's tag team titles. So even the SmackDown titles aren't on the card either from the card that I saw. But you know, they always throw matches last minute. So it could, yeah, yeah, it could potentially end up on uh, the pre-show. So the only the only way I would say that would probably happen is if if they do put that on the pre-show and the Viking Raiders get the titles, then you know it goes from there. But I'm still I'm still going to hold on to my hope of hopes that said Alexander and Ricochet are going to come and they're going to join MVP and they're going to join Big Bobby. And they're gonna be back to dominate. That's fine with me. That's that's okay with me. I have no problem with that. I should have said that instead of the street profits. My bad. I'd rather the street um, profits just because that would be dope. That would actually. Be really I dope. don't see Ricochet as a heel. Not that, that he dope. can't work as a heel. It just I'd rather see them utilize the SmackDown where they actually care about the tag teams. They'll probably send them to SmackDown if they keep them as a tag team. Honestly, because Raw doesn't care enough about the tag team division. And like I said, there's been like one relevant feud. In the last X amount of years. And that was like the bar versus Dean and Seth. I'm not saying things can't ever change. But I right. if, if any if history saw us anything, mm-hmm. they don't care enough about the Raw tag team titles. Not to quote CM not to quote CM Pump, but when Vince gets the hell out of there, then it'll be a I much concur. better brand because Hell, you might see that care more with all these call ups, you might start seeing NXT people go to NXT. You might see Ricochet and Shed go said go there. Cause because you need somebody to go they would love there. That, they would, that would be awesome. I don't necessarily downgrade the product to replace the people. Yeah. You get and then because if Riddle, well, not if Riddle, I called up, uh, oh. went sent over to SmackDown. There you go. I keep saying called up, called up in terms of a call up. Um, yeah. But with that being said, uh, like I said, and then if Dream potentially, that's the rumor he's supposed to be going to Raw. I guess uh, I would assume Raw. I don't think. I mean, SmackDown could probably use him more. Just I see Vince definitely trying to get more. I mean, it's all Vince's. Under his umbrella, but I feel like his imprint's more on Raw than SmackDown or NXT for sure. Um, yeah, it's just a bunch of rumors. People can go. Like I said Cole probably haul up in, yeah. in a few months, so you're definitely gonna need some of these people to be replaced, especially if they don't, you know, if they're unable to open things up with the UK brand. I don't know how long Jimmy's yeah, gonna be still holding that's on. The uh, I'm not saying the Usos end up down back in NXT. I don't even know if that's. I would love to see that though, because I thought they were gonna be the ones to take the piles off the undisputed era. Truth be told, when they were doing their whole run, when all of them had gold, I definitely would have loved to see O'Reilly and Fish versus the Usos. I mean, there yeah. was the Broserweights yeah. though. That's probably gonna go. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm a fan of that, all that, because I, I honestly feel like that with the tag team division, the way NXT develops them, whoever they decide that they want to be able to put together as a tag team and really work on them, they'll be good. Because 
with Fish and O'Reilly kind of being the role models of how to really be a great tag team as individual wrestlers because they're 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 singles, they're singles competitors. Don't get me wrong, they're they're naturally single competitors, but a great tag team. Um, I think they'll be okay with that, that with that kind of infrastructure there. We'll we'll see how everything goes with it, but it's promising though. Hello, that's the yep, match. Yep, yep. Well said, it, my so friend. Well I, said. I believe that's it. Like I said, I, when I looked, there were seven matches Three. officially posted. So we'll see if any of them are added because there's also a possibility of Angel Garza versus Caleb. Random. Yeah. that with Taker, though. Maybe closing this up. I don't know if we want to wrap up. Um, yeah, he was basically saying, going back to the street six years ago, he's like, yeah, he, he could have politics, but he's like, did it really do any good if he told Vince, no, I'm not going to job to Brock because he said Roman would have benefited more and it would have meant more if he actually ended the streak at WrestleMania 33 but he's like that's hindsight because you know clearly they were building Roman up at that point to start like we knew something like that was going to happen maybe down the line but all right man well that's another one in the books huh fellas huh Orange Cassidy style all righty dot 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 Dot, dot, dot. That's my dot, dot, dot. That's what that means now, the Orange Cassidy style. <laughs> people, 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 you can listen to the Hot Take Wrestling Podcast on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Drumroll, because Boy, this is pretty big. It is also on iHeartRadio now. Oh. Okay. Big things. You know, and it's on a bunch of other ones, as you've heard me say before on the last episode. But just wanted to make sure I got the big guns out find there. Me okay, on Instagram. Uh, KG, let the people know where they can find you on social media. Alrighty, the man behind the boys, Joe. Let them know where they can find you. Follow me on Instagram and at Twitter at Alrighty, Joe's audio is sounding very skewed and muffled, but you can follow. Yeah, Legend Killer Zoe. You can follow the Hot Take Wrestling page on Instagram at Hot Take. Let me see, what is it? Dot 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 Hot Take Wrestling. Okay, and you can follow it on Twitter at Wrestling Take. And last but not least, our boy, King in the Black Robe. You can find him, Mr. Will Jamison, on Instagram, at King in the Black Robe. And this has been our WWE Backlash Predictions episode. All right. And oh, if you're oh, not down oh, with oh, that, that, I got way, two yeah, words yeah, for it. That way, you're welcome. So I, I predicted it. Joe? Joe? Not there. Not here. Not there. But here in three, two... <laughs> One. Peace. listening to the hot take wrestling podcast the hot take wrestling podcast is brought to you by the nmg network a division of nmg enterprises llc